Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, H-Town? Welcome to the Believe in Astros podcast, your home for all things Astros. With your hosts, sports writer Jeff Balky and Astros broadcaster and former third baseman Jeff Blob. Here's Bulky and Blubber. What is up, H-Town, and welcome to episode 23 of the Believe in Astros podcast on the Believe Podcasting Network. It's a beautiful day this morning. The sun is shining, the skies are blue, and World Series Game 1 is just over 24 hours away. Good, it's a good day to get uh, to talk some baseball. I'm Jeff Balky, my partner, of course, uh, at former Astro and Astro broadcaster Jeff Blum. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, and of course YouTube. Uh, be sure to like and subscribe and keep up with us. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Believe in Astros, B L E A V. Uh, find me at Jeff Balky and Blummer at Blummer27. Blummer, it's a beautiful day outside, buddy, and we are yep. getting ready to dig into the fall classic. How are you feeling? It's gorgeous. The you know leaves are turning, and it's always time for Astros baseball when you get into that fall season. I am extremely excited. Uh, I've got a couple of things on my mind to talk about. I know that you do as well, but if you're watching this on YouTube, I want you to stick around till the end because I have got a, a major surprise at the end of this that you're going to have to see visually. I know that I'll get a reaction out of Balky that will uh, will will you know make your ears happy but at the same time the youtube you may want to watch this one on youtube just for the for the end of this podcast i'm teasing it oh man that is a t- and i and and i should yeah. mention i know nothing about this i've just no, no this is about yeah this. I'm, i've this waited is... i sat on this all i i slept on this all last night knowing uh. that we were going to do this podcast i'm disappointed for my my other podcast buddies on bleacher blums but this is this is particular to the Believe Astros podcast, so nice. tune in. Nice. Well, if you are watching on YouTube, you can see my fresh new Sweet World lid. Series hat. Went down to Minute Maid yesterday to the team shop, picked up a hat for myself, got some extra hats for some friends. It's, it's that beautiful. time of year, baby. Let's make it happen. Let me. Speaking of uh, Believe, let's uh, put in a word for our sponsor, Bet Online. Baseball is back. Bet online remains your number one source for all sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, even golf. Uh, Astros at minus one ninety the World Series. Um, just something to keep in mind. Uh, head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. And Blummer, let's just dive right into this without further ado. Astros Phillies only met once in the postseason in 1980. Very disappointing for the Astros. Oh. 
They are also the third NL East team to meet the Astros in the World Series in the last three years. 2019, the Nationals. 2021, the Braves. Neither one of those worked out very well. Um, what's a good? What's just a good starting point for people who haven't seen the Phillies, who don't watch a lot of National League baseball? What's a good sort of general overview for for what to expect from this team? Well, you know what? It's kind of interesting because when you broke camp, uh, there was a lot of uh, fanfare about the Philadelphia Phillies. They had a new, you know, they had Joe Girardi second year in command and they had high hopes, but they eventually fired Joe Girardi and put yeah. Rob Thompson in charge. And everything I heard about Rob Thompson and what he brought to this ball club is the fact that he relaxed them a little bit. So it allowed them to go out there and play a little bit. Bryce Harper gets hit on the hand earlier in the year, comes back. The D8, the universal DH rule is actually helping yeah. the Philadelphia Phillies, but it did force Kyle Schwarber to play some left field more than he probably wanted to. But Bryce Harper is now in that DH role, not being able to play defense, so they utilize his bat. If you watch the tail end of the season, the last three games between the Phillies and Astros, uh, I hope you enjoyed it. It was entertaining, and I hope you wad it up and throw it away because both right. teams were not playing at full strength. <laughs> right. And so you get a chance to see what these teams are capable of the, the Phillies are hot. We like to call it a heater. They, they have been riding uh, good luck, good swings, and decent enough pitching. They haven't been playing good defense, but they can slug. They can pitch a little bit, but they're relying a lot on that offense to play in this World Series, and that's where I think the Astros may have the edge in pitching. Yeah, I, they're obviously a team that thrives on the big inning. They thrive on the long ball. Yeah. Um, they're a big hitting team, a big swinging team as hitters they have two obviously really great pitchers in Aaron Nola and uh, Aaron, Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler um, mm -hmm. as good as any two starters probably in baseball obviously it fought and interestingly enough Nola and Alex Bregman roommates in college How about uh, that? which interesting college interesting little connection there the big key for them is what are they going to do after Nola and Wheeler Nola and Wheeler Precisely. where do they go they got a couple of good relievers um, you know, in, uh, with uh, Dominguez, um, and what's the lefty uh, fireballer? Well, well, Dominguez has the best first name. I don't know what his parents knew, or if his parents knew he was going to be in the big leagues Sir or have an opportunity. But Sir Anthony Dominguez, Sir Anthony Dominguez, <laughs> yeah, he's and the Jose big right Alvarado. Yeah, Jose, Jose Alvarado's Alvarado. the other guy, right? Yeah, but both of them throw hundred miles an hour. I mean, but those two guys are are wipeout type bullpen guys, yeah. and those are the two you got to worry about. And they've been even throwing Zach Eflin a little bit out of the bullpen. Mm -hmm. uh, they have Ranger Suarez, who's you know really more of a, feels more of a bullpen guy, but he'll be pitching. And then of course Noah Syndergaard, who yep. hasn't you know has really been kind of relegated to the bullpen, even though quite frankly he'll probably be their game four starter. Um, he could be, yeah. You know, it, it's a it's a really to me it, it's a team that has a lot of they've been really playing exceptionally well. And they're a team that needs to hope that that all holds up for them, you know. Yeah, and that's what's well. That's what's interesting to me, and I don't know if you feel the same way. Is that with them playing as well as they are, you know, there's been teams in the past that have played extremely well right out of the shoot, and it's been wild card teams that mm -hmm. that go <clears throat> straight from the end of the season into the wild card round, into the DS, into the championship series, and kind of have these runs that we're seeing the Phillies on. I wonder how this break is going to affect them because they looked like they were pretty effective playing very often and frequently throughout the course of the postseason. And they hit the skids after beating the yeah. 
Padres in the championship series. I wonder how quickly they'll they'll get back into the swing of things. That's a really good point. You know, the Astros have gone through rest the whole time. Um, the thing that strikes me about both of these teams, it, well, the contrast between these two teams is is really the difference in you know the Astros just consistency, just being consistently yeah. good for a long period of time, and and consistently frustrating other teams with their ability to just you know get critical hits and and pitch well and all that versus the sort of explosiveness and the you know the the you know high energy sort of levels of the Phillies and those two things come together it's going to be really interesting to see what happens because you've got a team like the Astros that feels like the tide coming in and the Phillies feels like a tidal wave. So it's like, <laughs> way, you know, I mean, it's, it's just a, it's, it's just going to be one of it, it. To me, it, it, it feels a lot like the Astros need to just maintain that consistency and be the, cause as we've, we've talked about it on here, Blummer plenty of times, the Astros are a frustrating team. If you're mm-hmm. an opponent, because they just keep coming. There's never, uh, it's just wave after wave after wave of different things. Whereas the Phillies, you know, they really rely on that big energy, big and en- you know, you saw it in the very first game of the wildcard series when they scored six in the ninth inning to sort of yeah. stun St. Louis. Um, where do you think the, like when it comes to those things, that consistency versus, do you think that the, I know everybody talks about the vibe around the Phillies. I've, I must've <laughs> read the word vibe a hundred times in reviews. Like, it's just, they have such a vibe. How do you, for, I mean, first of all, does that make a huge difference? And second of all, what do you do if you're the Astros to sort of combat that? Uh, I, I think the Astros just need to be them again. But, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting, you know, the, the tide or the tidal wave. And, you know, I kind of, you know, go back to a boxing reference, uh, Floyd Mayweather. You know, he's a guy that's not going to go out there and blast you in the first round like a Mike Tyson or anything like that. He's going to sit there and wear you down, toy with you, uh, run around the ring a little bit, exhaust you, and then all of a sudden knock you out. And you're just sitting back going, damn, what took so long and why am I so tired? And I think that's what the Astros do is just kind of wear you down, like you said, with the at-bats. Just start on the offensive side. You have great pitchers in Nola and Wheeler, but if Wheeler and Nola aren't able to locate and the Astros have that keen eye again, they're going to either walk, take their base hits, pass the baton. I mean, these guys frustrate you when you think you've made a good pitch to get chase and they don't chase. The frustration sets in. You have a tendency to make mistakes and the Astros take advantage of it. On the pitching side, if you're looking to get that big swing, the Astros don't throw many mistakes out over the plate. Right. The only in a, granted, the only 3 runs that have been scored on the Astros bullpen in this world in this uh postseason have been via the home run, but they've been right. solo home runs. Solos, they yeah. Attack they attack the zone with velocity. They attack the zone with spin, and they do a great job of you know adapting and adjusting mid game to to get away from your swing. And we saw what they can do with teams that like to slug. You have the Yankees who lived and died by the home run and yeah. the big inning, like you're talking about. But they were also very very susceptible to the swing and miss. And the Astros did a good job of exposing that. And I would imagine with these couple of days off that the Astros have on the pitching side. Josh Miller has probably watched more video than he's ever cared to in the last three or four days. But he's also developing a game plan for these guys to go out there and attack these Philadelphia Phillies hitters. And I can't wait to see how they do that because they are are on one of the more incredible runs we've seen as a team. But this pitching staff still just turns me on. 
You know, it to me the interesting thing about their their hitting is they are a little susceptible to strikeouts. Like the Astros, yeah. from a hitting standpoint, they're a low strikeout, high walk team, right? I mean, yes. that's just who the Astros are. Yep. The Phillies are in the bottom half of the league in both of those stats. Um, they they're not you know they're not terrible. They're not in say the bottom third. They're basically middle of the pack. They do swing and miss. One of the things I was just talking about, you know, mentioned my I'm I'm going to Austin this weekend with the in-laws and one of the family members is a huge Phillies fan. He's down from Philadelphia. <laughs> we were talking about it and he said, you know, the one thing that they're susceptible to is the high fastball. They love to swing at high heat. And I'm telling you what, if they want to swing at high heat, please yeah. swing at it as much as possible because the Astros live em. in the, <laughs> they live off of that high fastball. And so I, I'm going to be very interested to see. Like you, you, you made a great point about the Yankees, about how they sort of – and we talked about that before the series, about how they're, the Astros can sort of pitch around those guys. Now, they're going to have a harder time pitching around – Everybody, because they do have some very solid hitters. Gene Segura is a guy that will, you know, slap the ball Good the bats. other way. Yeah. Um, and Schwarber. Uh, Schwarber is is great at that. You've got Real Molto, who's a really fascinating catcher. I mean, the best catcher in the National League, both yeah. offensively and defensively. Also, stole twenty one bases this year, which is no, oh, he's a freak athlete. It's, yeah, started yeah. as an infielder, turned into a phenomenal catcher. Yeah, and so you've got these guys that are that are out there. I think what's going to be really interesting to watch is how, just like you said, how are the Astros going to attack these hitters? How are their pitchers going to come after them? And I'm not sure how they're going to do it. Like you said, I'm pretty sure they've watched more film than they ever want to. But what do you think is going to be that that key for the Astros pitchers? Where I mean, obviously you have to be careful with a guy like Bryce Harper who's hitting over 400 in the postseason. But how do you get around some of these guys and avoid those big hits? Well, I think what's interesting about this Phillies team that maybe I failed to mention earlier, too, is that they, their left-handed power oh, is yeah. left-handed. I mean, I know that's a little redundant, but uh, <laughs> it's early in the morning. I'm trying to catch up on things. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they have left-handed power as opposed to what we saw with the Seattle Mariners and what we saw with the, the New York Yankees yeah. is these big power right-handed bats where you could elevate that fastball, throw that slider away off the plate, get the chase, get the soft contact. And the Astros have very good guys with spin. The difference in this Phillies team is that you do have the Kyle Schwarbers. You do have the Bryce Harpers. So these are, you know, power-hitting, left-handed hitters. Pretty good eye on the zone. I know that Bryce Harper is kind of one of those more violent swings, more violent mm-hmm. at-bats, where he's a little more aggressive than Schwarber. Schwarber can be patient and still take a two-strike mm-hmm. pitch deep. But I think the Astro, you know, starting rotation is going to have to figure out a way to, you know, uh, maneuver through that. I think J.V. Slider is going to be effective down and in when he establishes his fastball. Christian Javier, we know his fastball is invisible to a lot of hitters, so he should be effective. And Lance has that knuckle curve and backdoor slider. So these guys are going to be able to use some of their off-speed, I think, to offset some of these hitters. It's just being able to locate it in a zone and set it up to where these left-handed hitters can't get to it. But there's two guys out of the bullpen I think you may need to keep an eye on. I know we haven't seen a lot of Stanek, but his splits are reversed. He's been phenomenal against left-handed hitters. His high octane, like we keep talking about, elevated. But the split is an equalizer for him being right-handed against left-handed hitters. And on the other side, you've got Rafael Montero. His changeup plays extremely well against left-handed hitters. So starters are going to have their own issues. 
but I think later in the game, if you have that pocket where you do have the Schwarber and uh, Bryce Harper coming up, keep an eye on Stanek and Montero. They've got great uh, splits with their, their off-speed pitches. That's a good. That's good stuff. I, I, you mentioned McCullers. You know, he didn't really have his great curveball or slider uh, when he was playing against the Yankees, but man, his changeup was on, and that changeup he, he'll mix that changeup in. That's a great point. And even Ryan Presley, the the closer uh, for the Astros. Towards the end of the season, developed that changeup. You know, for whatever reason, he just wanted something that was going to fade away from left-handed hitters, and maybe that's a pitch that comes into play. Also, it's a good call on the changeup for Lance because it's a good one. And you've also got Fromber, who is a lefty, so that that lefty yeah, on lefty great, matchup. Great if you're going to do it, I want to talk just a minute here about their two about their pitching staff because it's really interesting. It's it's like a very sort of uh, high level, and then sort of the bottom falls out you know you've got nola and and wheeler who are arguably two of the best pitchers in the national league um and you've got a couple of guys coming out of the bullpen who both throw hard but the the question is what are you going to do in games three and four um number one um and number two what are you going to do if the astros get to nola or wheeler even a little um because as we've seen you know, the Astros, we talk about their patience. If they're able to hold the Phillies down even a little bit, keep it a close game, once you get into this bullpen, it's going to be kind of a different story to me anyway. What what are your thoughts on that? No, I, I mean, I know you asked, you know, we, we're going to talk about some of the keys of this World yeah. Series, but I think it is being patient against guys like Aaron Nolan, Zach Wheeler. You know, that game that Wheeler, the, the closeout game or the clinching game for the Phillies against the Padres, just to talk about Zach Wheeler real quick, He's pumping 98. I mean, I don't, he, there was an adrenaline rush, whatever it was, but he was in the upper 90s with that fastball. The cutter was at 92, 93. He looked brilliant. But at the same time, the way I was watching those at-bats mm-hmm. against the Padres, who are less disciplined than the Astros, where there were some pitches off the plate where maybe they were offering at a little bit more than, than the Astros would. And that's where I kind of figured that Zach Wheeler is going to have to watch a lot of video and understand in order for him to be effective at that velocity – it's going to have to be under control. He can't just rear back fire 98 because the Astros are going to go, okay, I've seen that, but it's not on the plate, and I'm not going to offer at it. And all right. of a sudden you get behind 2-0, 2-1, 3-1, 3-0, Astros have that hitter's count, and you're forced to throw a pitch in the zone. Is he going to come with that fastball? And if he does, the Astros are going to be more than ready, but they're also very good at hitting the slider if it's in the zone. So that's, that's paramount for a guy like Zach Wheeler to be in the zone. And then you have Aaron Nola. What he did against the Astros to finish off his starts for the mm. season were, was remarkable. The, the turbo sinker was looking beautiful. The knuckle curve was probably the best pitch he's thrown all season long in that start against the Astros. So it's fresh in their mind. They've seen that pitch. They've right. seen it come out of the hand. They know how, that, how the release point is going to be, where it's going to be from. They've seen the spin. Now it's just a matter, matter of registering that and being able to react to it. But if Nola's not able to locate that knuckle curve, woo, that could be a real issue for him because the Astros can elevate pitch counts real quick. And like you were just hinting at, I don't believe that the Philadelphia Phillies have that bridge, those bridge guys that can hold it down to get to Dominguez and Alvarado. I'm so glad you brought up that final series uh, of the season. I, you know, look, as you said, you can throw that away, but they did get to see these pitchers. And that's a big deal. That's a big deal. 
it is a big deal being able to see it. And and you mentioned you mentioned uh, Nola being the control guy, having that you know that uh, that that curve. You know, he went what was it six and two thirds, perfect game basically for that for them to clinch. But then Justin Verlander turns around and throws six hitless in his start against them with eleven punch. I know, right? Devastating wipeout type stuff. The 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 <laughs> game that the game that my uh, my one of my friends, my friend Frank, was at and was furious at Ryan Stanek <laughs> for giving up a hit and not taking the no. He's like, I was going to be there for a no hitter. No, that was Will Smith. <laughs> it was Will Smith. Will Smith. Right. Yeah. Sorry, not Ryan Stanek. You're right, Will Smith. And uh, he's still mad about it. But it's <laughs> but I I will say that. I will say that it, it, I, I'm glad they got a chance to look at some of these pitchers. I'm glad I, they got a chance agree. to see because I think no team exploits that better than the Astros do. 100%. Because they're so patient at the plate. I mean, my goodness. All right, let's let's talk about our keys. I'll do mine first, since I, I'm, you'll you'll get because you're the pro here. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna I'll, I'll run through my three keys real quick, and then you can do yours. My first one is get to their best pitchers even just a little bit. Um, no, we just talked about how Nola and Wheeler are their best guys. Wheeler has a 1.7 ERA in the postseason with a WHIP of .51. Ooh. And a 118 batting average against. I mean, that's just nuts. Uh, yeah. Nola's a little bit higher because he gave up six runs in one game. He might be a little more susceptible. But I think if you can just get to them a little bit, force you to get to one of those bridge guys, uh, that's where I think the Astros can can excel. And I think they've got to get to them a little bit. They don't have to tag these guys for five or six runs, but if they can just get yeah. a run on the board, maybe a second run on the board, I think it'll make a big difference in in their success levels. I think number two, they've got to avoid the big inning. The Phillies just they thrive on crooked numbers. Um, you've got to you've, if you're going to give up home runs, which they're invariably going to do in this series, you cannot do it with guys on base. Um, solo shots are fine. Uh, you don't want to give up, but the main thing is to keep that inning down. Control yourself within that inning. That's a big one. And honestly. I think you have to capitalize on mistakes. You know, there's a really yeah. interesting number. Fangraphs uh, said that it has the Phillies listed as the second worst team in baseball when it comes to errors, error runs, which measures mm. the number of runs allowed over league average due to errors in the field. This is a team that plays with a really, frankly, probably three DHs in the field. And yeah, good um, point. Yeah. And it, and it, as 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 my friend said the other day. Defense might not necessarily win you a ball game, but it certainly can cost you one. And uh, and I think that if when they when and if they make a mistake, the Astros are going to have to jump all over it and and make them pay for it. And I, and I think that is a real possibility. And we saw what happened with the Yankees. The Yankees had a couple mm. of critical errors that turned into runs for the Astros and cost them games. Um, it could be another one here. That's a great call. Yeah. Winning teams don't give the opposing team runs, and we've seen it all season long. To your point, if you give the Astros an extra out in an inning, they will take advantage of it. That, that, those are really good. I'm with you in the sense that for the pitching staff, I, I kind of combine these two because you brought up the pitching staff and trying to get to the, you know, avoid those guys in the bullpen for the Phillies. So my first one's going to be limit the walks. Force these guys to swing their ba their way on base because that's what leads to those big innings that Jeff is yeah. talking about. When you have one or two guys on, 
uh, via the walk, and then you get that big swing. We saw it for the Astros with Jeremy Pena in that last game against the Yankees. Yes. When you allow those free passes, it allows the opportunity for that three-run home run. So avoid that. If you do give up the bomb, make sure it's a solo home run. Yeah. Uh, and along with that, just pitch your ass off. That's what these guys have done. That's why they're here. That's what they're going to continue to do. And if yeah. they just pitch their asses off, this is going to be the Astros World Series. Number two. There's two guys in this lineup I want to see start to swing the bats. We haven't seen him much in this postseason. Leadoff man, Jose Altuve. I'm yep. expecting massive things out of him. He may be the World Series MVP. He's three for his last seven. The ball is starting to come off the bat a little bit better. Yep. The ABs are getting better. And I think that he, knowing that this is the last series of the year, may have made the adjustment and will turn it up a notch. I bet and you I know what your on, number two is. I'm not gonna, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I bet you no. I know what your number two is. Let's no, hear I, I I know you probably do, but when he's on base and they start pitching around Bregman, they start pitching around Alvarez, guess who's going to clean up the mess? Kyle Tucker. Boom. It is going to be King Tuck's moment here in the World Series. He is my strong 1B for the MVP of the World Series. He may end up being that guy, but at the same time, I need Altuve getting on base, and I want Tucker cleaning up the mess. Those are my two guys to keep an eye on. And then to your point about getting rid of those two very good starters in Wheeler and Nola. Score early, score often, pressure them, hustle down to first base, go first to third, force their defense to make plays, good things will happen for the Astros. Those are great. I, I knew you were going to call on Tucker, and I've been thinking about it a lot. You know, We've talked about on here how he is the under-the-radar guy for as good as he is. You know, he is a guy who's kind of just been, you know, you, you, you say, oh, well, they've got, you know, they've got Altuve. And Tucker has come, you know, out of the woodwork to become this, you know, sort of a postseason star, young postseason yeah, he's star. he's a force. Then you've got Alvarez, who everybody's terrified of, and Alex Bregman, who's been great in the postseason. And then they're like, oh, right, Kyle Tucker. Like, you mm -hmm. almost, you know, forget he's there. But, my, yeah, he is the... He has the ability to morph the entire game, not just offensively, but defensively. No, and great point. I mean, he is the he is a well-rounded player, and he he could steal you a bag late in the game if yes. he's on base, and then Yulia will knock him in. I mean, it, there there's a myriad of things that this guy can do, but I yeah. really feel like the stick is going to be. He's going to be the one that stirs this thing up and finishes this uh, this playoff runoff for the Houston Astros. I hope you're right, and and I think you mentioned it, Yuli behind him. We finally got playoff Pena. Playoff Yuli is awesome. Playoff Yuli is incredible. <laughs> like I, I, like I, playoff Yuli to me is is the guy that that we've all wanted to see all season long. The guy yeah. we were like worried about and everything else, and here he comes. Like playoff I, Pena. Yeah, playoff Pena. That's exactly right. <laughs> all right, game one tomorrow night. Uh, Nola versus Verlander. I mean, talk about a fun pitching matchup. I mean. You don't get much better in the postseason than that. Um, I think, I think the Astros win Game One. Personally, mm -hmm. I think Nola is the guy that is going to be hard, easier to get to than Wheeler. I think yes. if there's a, if they're going to have a split in Houston, I think Wheeler's the guy that probably gives them that. Um, but what like never mind this. How do you feel about the World Series? Who's going to win this thing? Let's get Blumstradamus on the record yeah. and see which. What What do you think? I think it's going to be a fight. You know, the the Phillies are playing relaxed. They're playing very good. They have a belief in each other. Yeah. You know, every swing they take. Reese Hoskins is a yeah. guy that's really stepped up for them too. Good call. Um, they're 
their energy their energy and the streak they're on right now is the only thing I fear. And that, but those are things that can be you know stymied by good pitching, good defense. Because you can go out there and rake the ball and have Jeremy Pena lay out and make a play to first base, and you're going, "Damn, I did everything right, and I don't have a hit. What do I have to do next yeah. time?" And that's where that's where the Astros also frustrate you. Is you can do everything right, still lose the game. So the, and going into this series, the Phillies know they have to play perfect. But I do think it's going to be a little bit of a dogfight. And I'm saying the Astros win in six. And the only reason I'm really saying that, to be honest with you, is because I'm selfish and I want them to be here. I want it to happen in Minute Maid Park. I want to see this place erupt again. But at the same time, it could be game six, game seven, and it could also be game four. We've seen them just obliterate what we thought was supposed to be competition. The Yankees were supposed to be good. They got obliterated. That was embarrassing what they did to them. They just kind of said, thanks, kid. Go home now. <laughs> and now they're here in the World Series. They're 7-0. and oh. And it's I'm not sure if it's if it's crept into their mind. But if they have the ability to go 11-0, and oh, it's one thing to win the World Series and thumb your nose at everybody who hates you. But mm-hmm. if you sweep the playoffs, that might be the ultimate statement in this wild card era that we are the best team ever ever to play this game in the wild card era and uh you know they're 0 and 4 in game one of the world series i think that script gets flipped because like you said justin verlander is going to be out there i think he's a little ornery right now and wants to prove his postseason worthiness and i think aaron nola they're going to get to him they're going to force him to you know throw those strikes and if he does get those curveballs over i think the astros are going to be ready for it but uh i'm saying astros in six that's going to be my firm stance even though i'm hoping for the sweep yeah, I tell you the sweep would be I like this is a time when the Astros can legitimately solidify their dynasty. And there's no there's no doubt totally that's totally agree. That's what this is. This is a dynasty. I mean, no matter what people want to say about the Astros, no matter how much they're angry about you know, I'm not going to say the word trash cans. I just said it. It happened. <laughs> no matter how angry they are about uh, you know, whatever it mm-hmm. is that that happened in those in those games in 2017, the fact of the matter is, this is the Astros' fourth World Series appearance in six to, in you know six seasons. It's their sixth year in the ALCS. This mm-hmm. is a dynasty. This is the we we are watching the Warriors, the Patriots. We're watching yes. what used to be the San Antonio Spurs. That's what this team is. They are a consistently great team year in and year out. I don't think it's going to change all that soon, quite honestly, if you look at the makeup of their of their roster. Mm-hmm. And I'm with you. I'm exa- that's my exact prediction too. I think they're going to it's going to be a tough series. I think it's going to go 6 games. I'm with you. I'd love to see them sweep. It would be like I would love to see uh, mainly I'd love to see them sweep for my blood pressure. And for just for <laughs> and my Maalox bill, just, just for yeah, just for the just so I don't have to pace around and I, you know when it, yes. when the Astros were were went down in that uh, in that final game against the Yankees, my wife just decided to leave the room. She felt it better that she mm-hmm. does not be here uh, because I got to a pretty dark place early in that game, and it's just like you know, it's going to be a wild week, no doubt yes. about it. Uh, it's going to be some fun baseball. Um, and look, I'm with you. I think the Astros are picking up their second World Series. Uh, and and I think it's going to be a, a party. It's going to be party central 
Uh, oh man, it, it might be the party of the century considering everything that Astro fans and this fan base has been through. This has yeah. turned into obviously a baseball city too, but I'm with you yeah. in the sense that it, it <laughs> I don't encourage it, but it may get unhinged if the Astros win this World Series just because of everything that you and I and recognizing that everything that this team has been dealing with over the yeah. years, to overcome that and go out and win a championship, yeah. That's going to be special if they're I, able to pull this off. One of my, I'll give you a quick story. Uh, one of my favorite stories about Houston sports is the year the Rockets won their first championship. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I don't know how old I was. It was, it was, I was probably three years old, let's say. Um, but after the game, <laughs> after they won that game seven, I hopped in my my truck and I drove down to Richmond Avenue, right by the summit, mm-hmm. and. Uh, it was one of the most interesting and joyous experiences I've ever had because that's pretty cool. Everybody there was, you know, like in other cities, there, you know, they burn cars and, you know, <laughs> they you know, they go nuts. This was the exact opposite. There was a there was a level of euphoria that was that I'd never seen. People were literally jumping in the back of my truck and dancing. People were leaping in the window of my car Dude, and hugging me. That's awesome. It was incredible. And I pulled up to the intersection. I think it was Timmins and Richmond, right there close to the uh to the 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 old summit. Yep. And uh I'm sitting there at the intersection and everyone stopped and in the middle of the intersection there is uh there are two guys um, one is like a, a like a long haired white guy with like no shirt on. The other one is a is a a, a black guy who's wearing like he looks like he just got off from working uh, as a waiter. He was wearing like the classic waiter clothes. And in the middle of the intersection, with everyone stopped and cheering them on, they were arm in arm spinning each other in circles. Oh my god! It's so pure. It was That's just, pure. It was pure, and I and it was and I feel like that's Houston, right? So I feel like you're right, one hundred percent. The Astros win this. It's people in Houston are going to go nuts because it's no more asterisk talk, you yeah. know, no more BS about trash cans or anything else. It completely solidifies. Are you referring them. to the sixty game season? Oh, never mind. I'm just kidding. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, all right, Blummer. So. All right, I know you have a big announcement. We're on yes. video. I'm I'm waiting with bated breath. What's what's going down? So you mentioned it. The Astros in six straight ALCSs. They've only been in the American League for 10 years, and that's as yeah. long as I've been broadcasting as an Astro. What we're watching is the golden era of Astros baseball. And I'm about to show you what hopefully is the beginning of a fun finish to the season because the Astros have four of these. I was in an event yesterday with Jim Crane, Todd Callis, Steve Sparks, and this showed up. Jim had to leave early, and he he left this to one of the three of us to be responsible for it and make sure it gets back to its rightful place at Minute Maid Park. But before Spark, and they're granted, they're a little bit older than me. I'm quick. I still got some fast twitch <laughs> muscles to me. But when when Jim said, make sure this gets back to the stadium tomorrow, I immediately reached out for it. And here Get is the American League out. William Herridge Award oh. for the best team in the American League for winning the pennant. Oh, and I was man. able to snatch this off the table, babysit it last night, oh. and I took tender loving care of it. My kids' fingerprints are all over it. 
But, I guess. Uh, how about that? I don't. I don't think he'd let me build a shelf in the back to put it on, oh. but I would sure uh, negotiate that if I could. I, I'm going to cool look. I'm going to say it right now. There should be a selfie of you with that hanging on your wall in your right? office. If Absolutely. you can't, if you can't keep the actual statue, <laughs> at the bare minimum, there needs to be video and and uh, uh, photographic evidence. Wow, that is yep. super cool. Yeah, this one says 2022 on it, but you know as well as I do, you got 17, 19, 21, yep. now 22. So pretty amazing stuff. That is pretty cool, man. You walk, It's like having the Stanley Cup at your house. It's too I know. Bad well, to, it's funny because my daughter, one of my daughters immediately takes it and she's like, Justin Verlander, <laughs> you know, because he, he did the whole like drink out of the trophy thing. But uh, yeah. I, look, I didn't. I did gonna, not do that. I, not, I, I was a little more uh, I'm not gonna lie to sensitive you. to it. I might take a sip out of it. I'm not going to lie I to you. Would. I I feel like it's one of those things where if you do, you might end up with superpowers, like being bitten by a radioactive spider. I'm in. Yeah, let's wow. do this. Man, Dude, that is super cool, Blummer. What a deal. What a finish. Uh, what a finish. <laughs> All right. World Series game one tomorrow. It's it's going to be on. Um, are you taking that back to Minute Maid tomorrow? Uh, today. today. Yeah, I've got to take it back today, unfortunately. I mean, I wish I could rent this thing out or hold it hostage for another contract, but no, I, I, this thing is too precious and I wanted to get it back to the rightful owners. This is just something I get to entertain and uh, enjoy a little bit, but uh, super yeah, cool. I'm, I'm going to make sure it gets back to where it belongs. Just careful. Like keep it like safe in the back seat of the car. Maybe bring it. Oh, your dude, daughter it's along got a, it, it. it's got a, um, it's got that uh, baby blue or aqua colored, uh, Tiffany's bag that it goes oh, in, no and then it way. fits perfectly it really? in my yeah, and it fits perfectly in my uh, front seat of my my truck with the seatbelt on. Of course, <laughs> you know where it also you know where it also would look good. It would also look good on the hood, like a hood ornament. Oh, could you opening. imagine the hood ornament? This thing, man, I'd be, oh. I'd be honking my horn the entire way down the road. All you, all you need is that as a hood ornament and some spinners. And oh that, man! You would be yeah, just some, out. Yeah, just some dig me music going. <laughs> just, yeah. just a just a slab, and the hood ornament <laughs> is the ACL is the ALCS trophy. Yeah, uh, Blummer, you've outdone yourself, my friend. Yeah, this was outstanding. All right, guys, thanks so much for joining us. We're really appreciated as always. Lots more to come this postseason. We're going to cover every game. We're going to like we're going to make it happen. Um, I will be in Austin with a Phillies fan and a bunch of rabid Astros fans. So I, I'm going to keep my, uh, keep my fingers crossed that it doesn't turn ugly and, uh, obviously hit that like, and subscribe button, send us your comments, uh, and your questions and look, talk send some comments to Blum about how he, what he needs to do in order to keep that statue for longer than one day, <laughs> because yeah, I've been known to chug beers. Why wouldn't I chug it out of this thing? Dude. If, if you don't have at least a little sip of something out of there, I'm going to be extremely disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> <I don't do. laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much. Uh, we will see you after game one. And as always, go Astros. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.